Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to CarnivorousCreations.com. That's Carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to CarnivorousCreations.com. Remember Carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic, screen-accurate proton pack. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. From the corner penthouse of Spook Central, all the way to Star Killer Base, this is Yes Have Some Podcast. Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. You know, they told me you people were conceited douchebags. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 105 of Yes, Have Some Podcast. I am your newly elected host. Hey, what are you doing? Abigail Gardner. What are you doing? This is your co-host, Craig Goldberg. I'm not a co-host. Jake's not even here. I fired Jake. You took over the whole show. Everything's different because we had a guest on. Oh, okay. So that's all new. Uh, hi, everybody. Craig here. Hey, guys. Uh, hi, Abby. I still have to say hey, guys, because it's like, yeah, okay. yeah, it's a knee-jerk. For- it's a knee-jerk reaction. Uh we just talked with Trevor Morgan. We sure did. He's a new friend of the podcast. Yeah. We love him. Yes. It was a good time, right? He's a super chill dude. Yeah, very, very awesome guy. Trevor Morgan, uh, he is uh, he's an actor. He was in Jurassic Park 3. He played Eric Kirby. Uh, he was also, he's been in all these yeah, great movies. The Patriot, The Sixth Sense. Yeah, the guy's been places. Yeah. We had a fun conversation. We talked about uh, his career. We talked current movies. We talked reboots. Mm-hmm. Uh I had a lot of fun. I did too. I don't want to speak for Jake, but I think he had fun too. Yeah, I think that Jake had the most fun he of all of us. He had the most fun of yeah. everybody. Um, but uh, that's coming up right now. And don't forget, if you want to follow Yes Have Some on social media and have a little bit of fun, because Lord knows we like to have fun around here. We are here. on social media. We are on the social media. At YHS Podcast, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash cast. In the official Facebook discussion group for Yes Have Some, which has been completely on fire, these Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom conversations. Whew. Have you been paying attention? Uh, there's like over a thousand comments. Uh, that can't be That's true. That's not true, <laughs> That's... but it's at least a hundred. Way uh, to go, guys. There we go. Uh, get on Facebook.com, search Yes Have Some Group Therapy. We're having a lot of fun in there. And let your opinions be known. We talk about toys. We talk about movies. We talk about comics. Yeah, we stress. We stress. It's good. It's good. And uh, I say we get on with the show. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here we go. How big of a Puppet Master fan you are. I used to own all of them until they came out with a few more. And I guess there's a new one that just came out. It's a, I think it's, I think it's even like going to theaters. theaters. Yeah, I think it's yeah, even it, like it, a small theater. Uh, I, uh, I, ha- I was out of town when it came to... Uh, I'm, I'm in and around the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And it went to this really great revival theater called the Music Box uh, Theater. And uh, it was there, and I freaked out, and I was out of town, and I didn't get to see it. Um, but evidently, it's by two people who just really loved the 
you know, the, the, the series and wanted to revamp it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I think it's like, it's got to be like part 12 or something like that. And I know... I believe so. It's, yeah, I, I'm excited to see it too. I know like the last few have been very weird and kind of nothing like the earlier films, but uh, yeah. Do, do you guys know my own? There's, there's a good couple in there where it's actually just like three new scenes that they shot and then just <laughs> old footage from the previous films. Oh my, yeah. Um, yeah, right around five or six, they start doing that quite a bit. It's pretty yeah. incredible. <laughs> have I told my? Have no, I told much, you can, that, the thing that I love about that franchise is, is that if you just start at five or six, you don't really need you. They it's like recapping. Run. Yeah, it's yeah. like recapping all the earlier films. My it's puppet the new, the new fan. My yeah. um, there's a. I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before. Uh, my brother got the Puppet Master like box set on DVD for Christmas one year. It was like one through five or whatever, and. Uh, before Blu-ray hit, we had this idea like, oh, we got to sell all our DVDs. It's time to, you know, we're changing over. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, the, the Puppet Master box set had gone out of print. And it was worth like, at the time, like $180 or something like that. Wow. Um, so that's my Puppet Master story. Pretty cool. Uh, I, I, I am holding a Jester figure in my hand <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, no way. Because I have, I have a friend of mine... Um, one of my best friends in the whole world, his name is Lou Taylor Pucci, he's an actor, he's been uh, Evil Dead. He's mm-hmm. guy stabbed in the eye. Do you remember that kid? The new yep. one. Um, yeah. He, uh, so because he was in that movie, he's gotten to go to and, and invited to go to these horror uh, conventions. Yeah. Um, and he got to meet a guy who makes custom, like, figures. Oh, of, okay. Like, Puppet Master. And for my birth, my thirtieth birthday, he gave me one that was signed. That's right. I have that up in the office. That's, that's cool. Awesome. I know. I know. Full Moon is like I, I read recently that they're like making molds from the original puppets, and like I, I don't know if they're already for sale, but they're going to be selling like full, like full size puppets that are pulled from the original molds. That's so cool. Yeah. Fuck. I yeah, quit the podcast. I, um, I'm getting one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I used to have people over. I don't I don't know if you guys um, play this game. It's called Catan. It's pretty much like I've heard of it. It's pretty much two yeah. hours of just yelling at each yeah. other. Yeah, my brother's like crazy into that. Yeah. Yeah, if you just if you want to hate your friends for about a good two hours, just play that game. It's a good it's fight. Fun. Yeah. I mean, um, I hate them already, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, but what we used to do is, is we used to put on the puppet mat because I have, at the time, there was only nine, at all nine, um, <laughs> yeah. on one DVD because it was a bargain buy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought, hold on a minute. You're telling me for $5 I can have nine Puppet Master movies? That's, th- there must be something wrong here. <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of this loophole. This obviously is a mistake by the Walmart. Um, and so we would put on the Puppet Master's but we'd mute it, and then we'd go on Spotify, and we'd put on a gangster rap um, okay. radio station. Yeah. And it's really odd how much it syncs up. <laughs> Dude, I want to go do that right now. That's great. It's a conspiracy. That's great. That happened to me once with that. Uh, yeah, it kind of puts Dark Side out of uh, Dark Side of the Moon and... Uh, <laughs> There was one. There was one that uh, I noticed once. Uh, it was one of the early Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Was matching up perfectly to uh, Octopus's Garden by the Beatles. Oh. 
<laughs> I, could, I was inebriated. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Something happened, though. That's the only way to do something like that. Right, right. Be a few deep. Anything matches up. Um, well, listen. Yeah, it's like Little House on a Prairie and like you know, Taylor Swift. Right, like, right. Wait, that's really good. Yeah. I like both of those things. So listen, we should give a proper introduction here. We're here with uh, uh, Trevor Morgan, who's joining us, have some tonight. And uh, Trevor, listen, man, I don't know how often you're talking about Jurassic Park 3, but I, I don't think it's as much as we do because it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a lot of time on my hands. You'd be surprised. <laughs> um, so, but man, we really appreciate you uh, stopping by. And like before we started recording, we were just talking about uh, horror movies and we we're trying to get Jake on the line. And yeah, we mentioned like last Halloween, we we went deep on Child's Play and we, we watched all of them again. Mm-hmm. And we're like just reviewing them and talking about how insane those movies are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we, a, we a like friend to of it. mine worked with Brad Dorff, who's the, um, the voice of Chucky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was really disappointed when he came back after working with him for a day on this on this thing uh, that he had no good child's play stories. He didn't oh. ask. So enamored with working with the man that he didn't ask. Oh, okay. Like it's that way. I thought you meant that Brad Dorff didn't have any good stories. <laughs> no, he was too stressed to like. Oh, no, no, I mean, he could talk for hours. It's like. You would think after like eight Child's Play movies, he'd have at least one story. Uh, Yeah, and they just announced they're doing a a Child's Play TV series, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be weird. That's super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. I want to go back a little bit. Before we get to any JP3 stuff, I want to know. So this is something that always fascinates me. When when I'm reading your Wikipedia or your IMDb IMDb page, how accurate are we looking at? Is it pretty spot on, or is because I've I've heard interviews before um, where people are the like Wikipedia couldn't be more wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm pretty sure they spell all of my like all of my family members' names wrong, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think I think I think it somehow that must have been like a bad game of telephone but then i sort of think about it i was like who wrote that because it wasn't me yeah and then i'm like i feel bad for the person who thought they were doing a a, a nice thing for <laughs> some random actor. <laughs> you know? well i mean so it's it's like the, it's <laughs> like the weirdest fan fiction of all time it's like they just make up a little backstory for you and it's like kind of not right but yeah yeah and then it starts then like when i look at something like that you know I, i'm a big wicked person i use it often i donate it to it every year when they start like doing that thing where they ask you to donate um and i i use it to to hopefully using it as a reliable source of information for any type of you know social conversation where we're trying to call out what was or did not happen Mm -hmm. and then i started thinking i was like well wait a second how do i know that this is right about franklin delano roosevelt (laughs) (laughs) yeah if he doesn't even know your facts right Right. and it's like who right i've run into that before where you start like you you read these things and you take them as fact and then you use them in conversations and in the back of your head like well maybe yeah, maybe Marilyn Manson wasn't in the Wonder Years. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you start wondering if now you're just perpetually going to be full of shit for the rest of your yeah. life. Right, right, yeah. right. Thing. It's all just hearsay. Right, you yeah. just start stating things as fact. And, and eventually and, they just become fact. 
but hopefully hopefully as the years go on the the stuff the content of wikipedia itself will get like more and more ridiculous right Mm -hmm. and we'll just be like well we believe it (laughs) yeah yeah um i mean i don't foresee that not happening with how much we're (laughs) just accepting in our our current world yeah Yeah. like i mean think about it all the headlines that we look at today seem like pretty outrageous and then you know, you go on Wikipedia and you're like, I don't know if this guy's telling the truth. It's right, like, right. That's when we get really discerning about what is or isn't happening. Is right, Wikipedia. because it's like we're completely, <laughs> we're completely desensitized. Yeah, not by Wikipedia. Yeah, it's like when you're on, when you're watching TV and you see like Donald Trump, Dennis Rodman, and Kim Jong Un, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a thing that's happening, but you're not even questioning it. It's like we're, we're living in a weird world. So. Uh, yeah, at what point did that happen? That sounds like a funny Mad Lib from ten years ago. Right? Exactly. That literally it is a Simpsons not, episode. Does, yeah, you, you don't need like how. Yet we're living in a world where that actually happened. Right. And yeah. I, I guess it was pretty productive. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, they got some shit done. Yeah. They got, hey, here's another thing. I, the fifth Jurassic Park movie just came out. And it's the number one movie in the world. It's going to make a billion dollars. It's 2018. Anything can happen. Yeah. That's pretty. That, that was a good segue, by the way. Hey, I I'll talk about. Hey. When you bring up Donald Trump, Kim Jong-un, and Dennis Rodman, it's like you're avoiding a rabbit hole. You brought us right back. Right, right yeah. back. You got us back to the park. <laughs> right. We're going back to the park. Hey, listen, if we can get Dennis Rodman in any kind of like film franchise, that's not what was the one double team with John Claude Van Damme. That's not really a franchise. Oh yeah, and then they parachute, and he pulls a parachute, and he and he, he flies down on a, in a basketball. For <laughs> that part of the movie. Oh, wow, dude, man. listen. This is on my list now. You haven't seen Double Team? No. It's awesome. I, I think. Oh man, one of the best uh, buddy cop movies ever. Right. Yeah, right. Apparently. Very original. They don't like mm-hmm. rely on any like th- it's everything. You, every scene you're like, I haven't seen that in a buddy cop movie before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have and to it's a hell of a cast. Hey, Jean-Claude Van Damme. People forget like that was legitimate. Like he was like fourth tier, but like that, yeah. it's still a top five tier. Dude, he was on Friends. Him and Rachel. Like <laughs> I remember he was a very big deal. Um, <laughs> Trevor, you said you're in the Chicago area right now. Did you grow up in that area? Uh, yes, that's where I'm originally from. Yeah. Okay, cool. Me too. I'm. I'm. Well, I always say I'm from Chicago, and then people ask what part, and then I have to tell them which suburb I'm from. <laughs> um, but I grew up in Deerfield. Uh, yeah, me and you. Me and you all have uh, uh, similar answers then. Yeah. I wonder whereabouts you're actually from. I'm from uh, North Shore. What, what suburb? Deerfield. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Deerfield, Highland Park, Buffalo Grove, that area. Um, I, I still Buffalo got family Grove. there. Uh, my brother is trying to fly to Chicago tonight, but all the flights are canceled because I guess the weather's pretty bad there tonight. So, so he's just watching It's not great. Master. It's yeah. not great. Yeah, so he's, he's, yeah, he dug up his Puppet Master DVDs and he's he's just having a good time. <laughs> yeah, he's just at the airport just <laughs> sucking in some beautiful art. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a portable DVD player hooked up to the TV. Everyone's expecting CNN, but it's just the fourth puppet master. And everyone's just going with it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to have to go out on a limb here and just tell you guys, if we're going to talk about horror films um, that are so bad, they're genius. Um, I, I have one that kind of, I, I want to say it's, 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 it's a hidden gem that not many people talk about. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Citizen Kane 
of So Bad They're Good, in okay. my opinion. Um, or maybe West Side Story, because it's a slight musical. Oh, okay. <laughs> Slumber Party Jason. Massacre 2. Slumber Party Massacre 2? Whew. Yes. You're, you're, you're going deep. That's a deep cut. Jake, have you seen this one? No, I have not, but I'm, I'm going to immediately. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested. I want to hear what you guys think after watching it. Chris? It's um, it's, that it's really phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm both a fan of uh, horror and musicals, so uh, I'm writing this down immediately. It's a killer who kills you in your dreams using a drill at the end of an electric guitar. Okay. Oh, you know what? Um, I I know the cover of this. Yeah. I, I I've seen the cover. For the VHS, like I'm clearly seeing it in my head. I used to work in a video store, and I remember seeing that over and over, but never like actually watching the movie. That used that looks like one of the ones like when I used to go to the video store. I was so fascinated with horror, but very like deathly afraid of it. Yeah, and I wouldn't turn my back to the VHS covers on the horror aisle. Yeah, and like the April Fool's Day uh, VHS cover still haunts me. Yeah, because I want to see it. I've never seen it. But she had like a ponytail noose. It was a big deal. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I saw April Fool's Day. That was kind of when every holiday was getting their own horror movie. Although, yeah. the scariest Didn't they? They remade that, too. I think, I think April Fool's Day had a remake a few years back. When, when I was a kid, me and my brothers were really into Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, like, I know that. Sleepaway Camp series. And Troll 2, which has yeah, a lot to do with the original Troll. Right. Um, Troll 2, but, man. Uh, yeah, we were big, big into Sleepaway Camp. That's one of the classics. Into, oh, yeah, totally. And then we progressed into Killer Santa movies. Um, yeah, those are fun. I think because the, the, I think there was an episode of Tales from the Crypt that, like, terrified us where Santa was yeah, kind of it's, it's like the second episode of the like of yeah. the entire series. It's like the the guy breaks out of like a mental institution and he gets a Santa suit and he's like stalking that woman. Yeah, that's a great episode. Yeah, that one in the 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 one with Bobcat Goldthwait where he has like that weird like feature on his hand where he's a yep like he's a, uh, a ventriloquist. That one also freaked us out. Really yeah, that's a good show. Are they still bringing back uh, Tales from the Crypt, or is that not <clears> happening? I think that. I think it got. I think that got canned. No. Oh. Well, that sucks. That sucks. Well, yeah. Fuck. Now I'm, yeah, now bring I'm it sad. down. Yeah. Let's go back to the park. <laughs> hey, Trevor. Uh, here's no. Well, well. Before we get to the park, um. So you obviously loved horror movies, right? And you still do. You were in The Sixth Sense. Where does that rank? Like, how do you? I mean, some people consider it horror. Some people consider it more of like a thriller. But like in the pantheon of like, I mean, was that really like? Were you super stoked to do that movie when you when you because you like were a fan of the genre already? Uh yeah. I mean, to be honest, I'm. I'm it's not that I um, am only into one sect of of movies. I'm just I just have always loved movies, mm-hmm. and um, my parents have always loved movies. So, you know, uh, in terms of how much it meant to me, I think. It wasn't necessarily only because I enjoyed the horror or spooky genre. I think I just did a very early age loved doing it. So, you know, it was a great thing to be a part of it. Yeah. You know? 
And at the time, me and Haley were already friends. We had worked together um, a few times prior. So we had just gotten doing a movie together uh, right before that started. And um, so we basically went back to back of just working together and hanging out. So that was also a really fun uh, concept of getting to continue to work with one of your one of your buddies. Yeah, that's awesome. I was on a plane last year, and the guy next to me was watching The Sixth Sense on his iPad. And I remember I was like, fuck. I totally forgot. I, I was jealous. Like, I was like, man, share those headphones, because I hadn't seen it in so long. But it was like, it was definitely one of my favorite. Like, one of the first movies I got on DVD, it was like Sixth Sense, American Pie, and Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. I watched them over, <laughs> like, those three, like, one summer. Like, that was my whole summer. Yeah. Which is weird anyways. But, uh, uh, yeah, that movie holds up, and people talk about, like... A lot of times, you know, especially something, there's that period like mid 90s to late 90s. Um, a lot of the movies made in that time don't hold up. It's like a weird, I don't know why. Maybe it's just my opinion, but like if you go back and watch. Bride of Chucky? Bride of Chucky definitely doesn't <laughs> hold up. It definitely <laughs> doesn't hold up. But not even just like genre wise. Like there's something about that period of time where like everything was going super heavy on like CGI and story was becoming a little bit less important. And uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just talking about Armageddon, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's new? Yeah, it's, 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 I, I've, I've often wondered why, um, and I think, I think that might just be because when you're watching a movie as uh, a younger person, you just take different things out of the movie. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't, there's certain movies that I remember watching as a kid being like, oh, I love this movie. And now I watch it only because I loved it when I was a kid. I don't, yeah. I know that it's deeply flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, like Demolition Man. You know, I, I had a weird experience with, oh, Demolition Man. Did you say Demolition Man? Because I, I love that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Demolition Man does hold up. Oh, okay. I beg to differ. There's nothing wrong with that film. I still haven't mastered and, uh, the three shells. So I'm, as soon as I figure that out, I'm going to be good to go. Yeah, I'll throw another one at you. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is awesome. Cliffhanger is legitimately scary. Like the opening <laughs> scene of that movie is frightening. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. Um, uh, that, I mean, I I don't kind of remember what that, I believe the director was. You can Google it because you're in front of a, a computer, but I believe it's Rennie Harlan. Okay. If I'm mistaken. And I'm trying to remember what else he did. I think he did a movie um, like ten years ago with Val Kilmer and Christian Slater. Hmm. Oh, I can't remember what else he he directed. Anyway, we'll look it um, up. I had an interesting yeah. experience of rewatching Boondock Saints recently. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I I definitely had a very different perspective of the film when I was a child. Okay. Okay. Continue. Have you guys Have you guys rewatched that recently? I haven't rewatched it. Not a re Not a rewatch. It's been a bit. Yeah. It's been a bit. Yeah, it's been a while. I think I rewatched it because I heard that they're making a um, a television show out of it. Okay. I think. I forget where I heard that from. Um, but yeah, I was rewatching it, and it's not it's not the same movie as you think it is. Hmm. Different. Does it like kind of bum you out? Does it kind of bum you out, like going back and watching it and just like not feeling the same about a movie that you really like? I, you know what? I don't know because I can't tell if it's if the movie was the movie and just my taste has changed. Yeah. Because, like, for instance, um, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, Five Easy Pieces, and 
when I first watched Five Easy Pieces, I don't know if you guys have seen it, um, but the ending is like heartbreaking in a in a very very bleak way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when I watched it, and when I was 18, I watched it, and I I couldn't have hated the film more. Like I hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. And um, I was like, some time went by, and I grew up, you know, and became an adult. And I, it's become one of my favorite movies ever. And I think because I understand the film now, whereas yeah. like before I, I was so viscerally hurt by the main character's decision at the end mm-hmm. that I just couldn't, couldn't possibly like the movie because I felt betrayed. Um, and now it's like I'm, I'm an adult and I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, what a, what a tortured Flabby. individual. Yeah. And this is just... Dad. It's really um, interesting that you say that because like I had this conversation once with my dad about American Beauty, um, and he used to be like, my dad would say things like, "I really love that movie because I completely understand Kevin Spacey, and oh I can boy. completely relate to him." And I and I cool, used to, dad. Well, I don't. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I think from the sense of like you know suburban dad going nowhere like looking right. for a way out. And like, I couldn't relate to it at the time. I, I, I had the same reaction Jake just had, which was like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> yeah. You can relate yeah. to Kevin Spacey in that movie. Um, but like, there's certain movies that you watch and like, I've had this conversation a lot about like Donnie Darko and Fight Club. Garden State. And Garden State. that were like, changed your life when you saw them at that age, but right. in retrospect, maybe don't do the same thing for you. That they yeah. Did you like, I, I still really like Fight Club, but when I go back and watch Donnie Darko now, I'm like, I don't, this isn't, hitting me the way it did at one time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's movies like that for me. I think, I think pretty collectively everyone initially loved the movie Crash. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then after yeah. they like, after they sat with the movie for a while, kind of thought differently. You know? I feel like that happens a lot with these Oscar movies. Like these movies get so much buzz and so much hype and it's like you wonder like do I really like this movie or am I just like becoming a collective part of like – People get caught up. People get caught up in, in just the hype of it. Right. And they're just like this, yeah, movie's, well, I, this I mean, movie's good because everybody says it's good. Well, not only that but I mean you know, there's, there's also sometimes where people just like the spirit of the movie. Yeah. Um, for instance – you know, I've been in, um, so I made this, this short that's been going to festivals, and uh, a friend of mine really liked a film that was in the same short block as mine, and I couldn't figure out why, because I, 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 I thought, and I'm not going to name it, because it's just mean, but I thought it was awful. And uh, <laughs> We name I, names and, here. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... But and I also don't want to be discouraging to other people who are trying to make their art. That's, right. That's right. But yes, um, I that. but the uh, the point of it is is that everything that I had problems with it in terms of like execution, he voluntarily ignored. Whether he, I mean, he, he voluntarily ignored it, whether he was conscious of it or not, because he was so happy to see a storytelling that specific sect of life. Gotcha. That yeah. He enjoyed the fact that the spirit of the, of, of the fact that the film was actually made, and um, I don't necessarily think. And, and, and when I, I started to recognize that, I think I realized that um, that's not necessarily he's not a minority there. You know, I think sometimes people 
really connect with a certain type of message and it allows them to enjoy a movie that may have flaws. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if there's, no, there's anything really wrong with that. I mean, I, <laughs> I still love watching The Labyrinth <laughs> you know what I mean? because as a kid, it just made my imagination go, you know what I mean? But it's, it's not, you know, it's not like yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not going into the. Yeah, there's no, well, there's films like that you just connect with at a certain age that just like, but like, there's. There's a B movie that you love, like it's an A. Like, kind of. And then, like, have you ever gotten in that situation where you're trying to, like, introduce a movie to somebody who's never seen it and Mm -hmm. it means a lot to you? And you, but you kind of got it. Like, whenever I'm talking about Point Break, if somebody's never seen Point Break, I have to go in with the understanding, like, Listen, you're probably not going to get out of this what I've gotten out of it. Treasure it it the way that I like. I've been in love with Point Break since sitting in a theater as a child and watching it in 1991. Like, so 2018 person is going to be like, "Oh, this is something," (laughs) you know? (laughs) Were you kind of sad that they remade it as like a big Point Break fan? Um. Okay, so we because we're a Ghostbusters podcast too, we talk a lot about remakes and reboots and oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, this is the origin of our podcast. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Uh, so was I sad? I wasn't sad that they remade it, but I was sad that it was so awful and it looked like they didn't really try. Because I kind like to me, Fast and the Furious is a much better remake of Point Break than the Point Break remake. Because Fast and the Furious, the first one is almost beat for beat the exact same I can story see that. I like can see that. undercover FBI agent gets gets in a little too close with the brotherhood of the you know the criminals who are also into this extreme sport and all of it's completely unrealistic mm-hmm. um but the point break remake was like it looked like I know this is a cliche thing and a lot of the reviews said this but it quite literally looked like an hour and a half GoPro like advertisement yeah. So yeah, I think I think um, I think you're kind of talking about like the spirit of a film again, huh? Yeah, like, and that's what it is. Like it's it, it's like obviously the movie point it missed break. on the spirit of what made the original. Yeah, um, exactly. It resonate with you, which for me, Point Break has great characters and great lines, a lot of humor. Um, and yeah, it's it's one of my favorites for those reasons. And uh, I just I fucking love who plays Tyler. Oh. Lori Petty. She's amazing. In yeah, movie, so. she's awesome. Oh yeah, she's great. Tank Girl. Tank Girl. Yeah, fucking yes. Yep. We like Tank Girl. Already. But 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 when you get into the um to the discussion of like reboots and remakes, like all of us were like uh, I don't know how the, the Ghostbusters reboot was uh, heavily criticized before ever being released, and all of us were like. We're very positive and very optimistic. Like, look, give it a chance, give it a chance. And then upon arrival, I think it was missing the spirit, like you said, of the original. It didn't, it didn't have... an appropriate word for Ghostbusters. Right, yeah. yes. It was missing the ghost movie. It was missing the spirit. Uh, God, I hope some uh, movie critic used that in his, uh, in his review. I don't know, but it didn't, it didn't have whatever that X factor was that made the original special. But like, it had a lot of the same factors. It had, you know... Uh, improv-based comedians who are at the top of their game and, and a comedy director who's doing some of the, you know, who's becoming prolific and doing all this, having all this success. But for me and us, I don't want to speak for the group, it, it just didn't work the way maybe it could have. Um, so, yeah. Was, I mean, when you think about the original Ghostbusters, do you consider it a comedy? 
God, we're about to get into the... Uh... Okay, I think Ghostbusters as a concept works best where comedy is like one-third of the equation. Right. I, th- I think as I think as a kid... Because I'm not positive that they went into it thinking that, they were, that it was like a animal house type comedy. No, for sure. And it doesn't feel like that at all. It just they, feel, it they feels it like a, exactly. Yes. It just has, it, it's, it's taken seriously. It just happens to have characters that are funny. In right. it. It's sort of like uh, a good way of describing the movie. In my opinion, it's sort of like the dirty dozen of geeks. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. paranormal. It's just like they found something that they have, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like they're really, like they're really effing cool. Yes, it's yeah. like a ragtag group against the odds, like the underdog type of thing, and they're cool as fuck. Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and I think the the problem with the new movie is like a lot of the, the 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 stuff that works in the original, as far as like the dynamics between the group and like the relationships that just exist on screen, and you just accept them as you're introduced to them. In the new one, it was a lot of beating you over the head, like this is why you should like this character. Listen to this quirky thing she just said. And this is why it's they're telling, not showing. Yeah. It was, yeah. A, it was a lot of, uh, it's just, the, the movie just feels off to me, but, um, I yeah. haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I do wonder when we're going to start remaking movies that should actually get remade. Meaning yeah. start right the first time. So you, you like, you know, like when, when, when we start remaking films, that we're, great and perfect um, the first time there's going to be no way to really make anyone happy yeah there's think. no point there's no point if, if you're going to do something like that and you want to reimagine it don't call it a remake just sort of rip off the idea a little bit you know that's, a, that's what I think but um, there's certain movies that I think weren't great even from our childhood that should totally get remade um, because of just what we can do now and just how we can, and how times have changed to really elevate Trump and no one would be offended by remaking it. I think like know? the judge dread, the new one is like a good example of like, Hey, this was a cool concept yeah. that didn't really work the first time. And look, now it works. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a really good example. I'm trying to think of other examples. Like there's definitely movies, but then like, but it feels like what they're doing is just, they're going and they're they're assessing every possible property and and just just doing it again, whether you know, or not it's just weird. I, I listened to this thing on NPR. Um, I want to say last year they did a special on um, the world market and how there is a lot of um, R and D being spent on how to figure out how to make a global audience for a film. And I think that we're, and, you know, uh, with humility, because I'm sure there's tons of people who would listen to what I'm saying and going, this asshole doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. (laughs) But I think we're... We're used to that. I think we have time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I meant about you guys, not me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) fucking assholes. (laughs) Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, That we're at a time with with film uh, where... Studios want, I assume, to make sure that the money that they're spending is getting made back. I mean, they're a business. That makes sense, right? That's right. not hard to, like, grasp. Right. But mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how not just America can love a movie, but how the entire world can connect to it, which 
you know, I mean, I'll finish what I'm saying, but just a sidebar. Sounds absolutely egregious and ridiculous and silly because that's the whole fucking purpose of art, right? This is that. It right, it's not for everybody. Difference. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's not necessarily for everybody. In fact, if you don't like it, it's kind of what brings us together. Case in point, if you go to a museum and we're looking at a Dolly painting and one person is like, I don't get it, and the other person is standing right next to us is like, oh, you don't like the colors here? You know, <laughs> you're not getting this weird yeah. psychedelic expression of how time and like, you know, et cetera, et cetera, uh, whatever their theory is on, on whatever they're looking at, it creates a conversation. And, you know, the, the, the point of art on, on, on a lot of levels is to like sort of shed light on a, on a different perspective and to be expressive about something that, you know, specific to whatever the art, the artist or artists who are involved are seeing and trying to, and trying to, you know, pinpoint or, or nudge or poke at or ask a question about. And so it seems counterintuitive to have like this global market where everyone can enjoy it. The other side is it's like, wouldn't it be great if the whole world could actually agree on one thing? If it's a movie, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, I guess, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess that's pretty cool. That's uh, and I yeah. think that that's the reason why we're having an insurgence of more and more, um, you know, comic book films and films that are remakes and because there is a there's an audience there and right. it's proven and R&D is, is there it's just you gotta go to a comic book store um, yeah it's interesting and, too though because like there's so many people that like on paper yeah it's like okay Avengers is like the biggest movie ever and everybody loves it but there's tons of people who don't or like when the new Star Wars movie comes out and it's like like uh, what was the, the solo bombed in China or whatever, and it's like, I bet you're right. They're probably spending a ton of time and money trying to figure out why it doesn't work in China. But that's when you really start getting away from the art because if yes, if the process becomes how do we make this work or on make a, this more like Avengers because that was successful and you see that in some movies. Well, like well, you start looking at effect yeah. opposed to expression, right? And like, don't get me wrong, I think that it's 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 absolutely necessary to test a film and see whether or not the movie was tracking in the way which you did it. For instance, um, I just I just made another um, short recently and. There in the first round of like just like showing it to people and getting what people uh, getting people's thoughts, there was a whole aspect of the story that people didn't catch on to. That's good to know, you know. So like testing is definitely worth it. But when you start creating based off of the, the spreadsheet, uh, I don't know how productive that is. Now, having said that, I mean, Logan was one of the greatest films last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched that movie and I cried. cried. <laughs> it was times. Jake took yeah. a crying selfie and sent it to me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so it was. It was. It, I would argue that that might be. That's definitely top two greatest like comic book films ever for yeah. for, him, for my money. And in terms of like superheroes, you know. And um, I think it's like I think it's probably like Dark Knight and and Logan are like the top two. I would and agree. Then, I mean, I would just agree. With I throw that. Guardians of the Galaxy in there, and then I'd agree. <laughs> I mean, I just like I, you know that that movie was just so much more than just a comic book movie. And I, I would also argue, I I uh, this is a bold statement, but I'm just gonna say it through it. I think that Hugh Jackman is probably give gave the greatest comic book superhero character performance ever. 
Um, I don't think that there's anyone who nails Wolverine like he did, um, and I don't think that there ever will be, to be honest. Yeah. And what's cool about him, like, he was so freaking good. It was really good. And, like, he evolved. Like, I mean, he was always good, but, like, Logan's another level. Yeah. That's one of those things where he learned with that character. You know, like, he didn't really know what he was getting into, I don't think, when he, when he signed up for X-Men however many years ago that was at this point that he his acting abilities and his also like his love for that character it did nothing but like evolve until it reached the you know that point and that that movie is fucking amazing yeah and he and and honestly he was great in the first x-men like he was great everyone that was one of the things that everyone said was like oh my god they nailed wolverine yeah and he was nobody knew who he was back then i remember it was like everyone was like this guy's gonna be wolverine yeah i remember that (laughs) but logan is you're you're, you couldn't be more right another level like he like he literally under like every ounce of that character was understood by him yeah so cool yeah, and her rating, I think, helped with that a lot, too, with that film being so close to the way the, the actual character is. For sure. Yeah. I also like the fact that it wasn't just... It, it's like it's a father-daughter movie. On some level, it's like a, father, like a father-son movie with an aging parent. Like, yep. yeah. Yes. It's, yep. it's a revenge film. It's, like, it's a film about... A guy who, like, I and I personally love types of films where where you have like the old, the old like veteran, you know, and there's the new guy on the block, and he and he has to win. And it's like, does he still got it? And it has right. that element to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when he shoots himself in the neck and then just starts destroying people, it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. Yeah. Like that scene. I, like, like literally screamed. <laughs> we, there's a lot of moments. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You're like you're at the theater just shaking the person next to you like a complete stranger. Um yeah. yeah, no, and like Patrick Stewart is awesome in that movie. Like you and what I like you don't even have to be well versed. Like what I think is perfect about that movie is like you could walk into that movie not knowing much about X-Men or the comics or the the movie series and you're going to get Yeah, I'm a prime example. I walked in and didn't know any of that shit, but when Patrick Stewart starts like mumbling about Taco Bell or whatever, <laughs> you're just like, "Oh my, you feel it." Right, it's so right. believable. Yeah. I think Patrick Stewart's going to do some good stuff in his career. Like I think he's going places. <laughs> yeah, going places. <laughs> Yeah, some tells me he's he's got that it factor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that, what, a, what an awesome career that guy's had, right? He's got to play some just epic characters. He really yeah. has, and he and I think like what what I love about somebody like Patrick Stewart uh, or even Hugh Jackman, uh, uh, for that matter, is they sometimes you you like I always get bummed out when you hear about Alec Guinness. And how he kind of hated playing Obi Wan in Star Wars. Like I like when people have like uh, uh, a reverence and an excitement for the character. Like yeah. when when you're reading this week that Patrick Stewart's probably coming back to play Picard in a new Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. Like God, yeah. I mean, I hope it's good. I hope it doesn't suck. But it's awesome that he wants to do it because he definitely yeah. doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah, I mean, when you think about how, like you know, when you essentially get to be a part of it. I, I've never gotten to do this, but I, I think about it, is that when you've gotten to be a character that literally created a fandom that is so intense, now that that character has so much responsibility. It's like, to, to, to be a part of that has got to just be magical. I mean, he was one of how many captains of the Enterprise? Right. Not six, many. Five, yeah. six, yeah. 
Third chance. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't many, right? Right. Um, and then and it's also interesting that like they were kind of against the eight ball when Next Generation started, and like uh, like people didn't expect it to be like, oh, this is like better than the original series. Like yeah. Picard's the best captain. Like, I mean, I'm not a giant Star Trek fan, so maybe maybe I'm saying something blasphemous, but. No, I don't think you are. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge uh, Star Trek fan either. But, you know, when I think about when they did the this, this Star Trek movie, which I thought was, that was a reboot that I thought was really well done. Um, you know, Chris Pine, that's, that's the actor's name, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, think about, think about that. Like, getting to play Captain Kirk, that, that must have been so effing cool. Right, right. Yeah, because it's like, where we are right now in 2018, you're only the second person to do it. 500 years from yeah, now, maybe exactly, there'll be 40 Kirks, but like right now, yeah, you're number two. Not yeah, but in, in some sort of weird way, it's like the, the fandom version of Henry VIII, you know what I mean? Like getting to play that. Right. Yeah. No, uh, it yeah, is. Sure. Because dude, that's Han Solo. Like that's a cool way to look at Yeah. And because of Han Solo and because of our love for Star Wars, we've had this discussion a lot lately about trying to take a step back and realize that these characters are going to go on a lot longer than the actors that portrayed them. We just like the, the medium of film has been around like what a hundred years or something like that. Like we don't have enough time. Yeah. We don't have enough time with it. I mean, shit sound started in like what? Right around the thirties. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, we haven't even had sound in feature films for a hundred years. Right, right. So we don't have enough, like, who knows, like, hope the world exists in 500 years. Like, it probably won't. <laughs> but uh, assuming... Well, I mean, look, I'll put it you this way. It's sort of like looking at it like James Bond, right? Right. Yeah. Um, now, I'll never probably ever get cast as James Bond because I'm not British. If I ever did, that would be so freaking cool. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, you have to take that. It's James freaking Bond. You know what's we're funny, starting that, We're starting that hashtag. Yeah. 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 Trevor for James Trevor Bond. Trevor for Bond. Uh, it's yeah, funny. Trevor for James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's interesting? I have those same thoughts, too, but it's different for me because I'm not an actor. Like, but I sit <laughs> like, I'm falling asleep at night. I'm going, man, if they would just, if only I could just be the new Spock. Chance. Like if only you can play Lando Calrissian. Yeah, if only. <laughs> yes, you know if they would just if they could just figure it out that I got the goods, um, I would be willing to to fall on the sword and be the next um, Gates McFadden. <laughs> just, just the next counselor Troy. Yeah, her. Did you say Caster Troy? Yeah. Are we, t- yeah, are we talking mean, about Face Off now? You're, <laughs> you're not wrong that that it'll just continue to uh, more and more people will get to play like Han Solo and. Yeah, there's gonna be a time in like 300 years where people are like, no, I mean, objectively, Harrison Ford was the third best Han Solo. <laughs> like, oh shit! <laughs> wow, yeah. that's so crazy to think about, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Considering uh-huh. the fact that he's like so obviously one of the coolest humans ever for having yeah. gotten to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's, and I think, I don't know, we don't have to go down the solo rabbit hole, it's but I think hole. it's dangerous. Um, but, or we don't have to go down the last Jedi rabbit hole either. It's been a, it's nah. been a weird year. It's been a weird year. Uh, but as long as we got puppet master, we're going to be good. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. We're going to be so good. We're going to be so good. Um, 
Because there's more coming. There's more coming. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Trevor, I got to ask you, and here comes all the annoying questions. Now that we got all the fun stuff out of the way, here comes the part where you can just mentally check out and just go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That wasn't when I answered the phone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. When I was like, hey, man, we're having technical difficulties. You're like, God damn it. Um, so, okay. You're, you're part of, a, of what I would consider... I for for my money, I think right now you can call Jurassic Park like the second great American franchise behind Star Wars, and forgetting all the Marvel movies, yeah, and Batman. Gotcha. So top five, <laughs> top yeah. five, and Jaws, and yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> Should we talk about Jaws? Um, no, Jurassic Park. Like uh, we're, I kind of had this realization like recently. Like Jurassic Park, just as a franchise is much bigger than Ghostbusters. I never used to think that. And I mean, that's kind of a it weird, is for sure. but yeah. it's, it's huge. Like these movies are like giant and people really seem to still. What did you say? It made a billion dollars already. It's, it's close to a billion dollars. Yeah. 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 After a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so what, so let's see what, what year did the, when you were in Jurassic park three, what year did that film? 2000? Um, let's see here. Came out uh, in 01, so. You never said anything about math. Um, <laughs> I think what year I got stressed. I, I turned 14 while we were filming. Okay. And I'm 31 now. Okay. So. And did Sam Neill come out of a cake or anything for you? <laughs> wow, it's like you were there. Um, <laughs> no, no, but it was it was pretty cool. The, um, like they gave me cake and then... Uh, bunch of people got me like gifts and um i play guitar and at the time i was really i was really convinced that i was a a black blues musician okay uh, oh cool um, i've gone through that phase so i got tons of box sets for like old like blues anthologies um and then i also got to go uh see bb king live at his restaurant at city walk and oh, got wow. to meet him they like, they, uh, I forget how it happened, who pulled the strings, but they were able to like get me not only a place to see it, but also get to go up and shake his hand. So, you know, if, if, if it wasn't fantastic enough of a birthday that I got to spend it on the set where, you know, there's dinosaurs yeah <laughs> and you're like, living in like I this one of the greatest musicians he's ever that's amazing. played that's fucking awesome yeah. i'm picturing like i'm picturing you like feeding some cake to the spinosaur animatronic <laughs> that's what i would have been doing yeah just doing a little like just sharing in the birthday uh ruining the animatronic they're like hey stop <laughs> putting food in there Spinosaurus was on a low carb diet at the time. Oh <laughs> he was ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. Atkins uh, was really big. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so were you? Um, so obviously you'd been acting. I'm trying to kind of get the timeline. You'd been acting. You'd done a couple big movies already. So by time Jurassic Park rolls around, that's like you had done Sixth Sense and you had done The Patriot already. Is that correct? Or The Patriot? Yeah, Patriot was before Jurassic. Yeah. Park. So. So, Patriot was before Jurassic. So, um, I had, it's kind of like a weird story how I ended up getting the role. Um, 
you know, I had worked with Kathleen Kennedy um, and Frank Marshall on The Sixth Sense, right? And then, uh, and the, the only reason why I think I was a part of the film is because um, Knight and his wife were really big fans of ER okay. at the yeah. time, and I was on a season where I was playing a, playing a cancer kid who eventually ends up dying, so I was on the season of ER. And, um, Spoilers. Uh, which is why I ended up, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert for people who are like 20 years too late on getting in the old ER. Yeah. <laughs> to anybody who's only on season three of ER, we just, we just fucked you We're over. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, feel free to buy more box sets though. Residual. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, no. So anyway, um, that was just partly reason why I like I had like really short hair in, in the sixth sense is because I I like I had no hair I shaved my head for it. Gotcha. But anyway, I, I digress. Anyway, so uh, I do the sixth sense, and then I ended up doing this movie with um, Vanessa Redgrave and Ray Liotta in up in Canada, and uh, that's when I found out I got the Patriot. And when I did the Patriot, um, I guess. Steven Spielberg was a really big fan of the movie. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, shortly after I did The Patriot, it was premiering when I was doing this movie called The Glass House. And uh, I was filming that. And during that time, right, I was auditioning for Jurassic Park 3. And uh, the, the AI was being filmed at the time. And that we, the, at one point, they were using a water tank at uh, Sony, which is where we were shooting the glass house. And because I knew Haley and we were buddies, um, I went to go visit him. And I met, it was, it was very strange. Like they just pulled back this curtain that was in front of the monitors, and there's Steven Spielberg. Um, wow. So it was like meeting the Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, whoa. Um, that makes sense. And. Yeah, and he and he went on, and like one of the first things he said to me, I was like, "Man, I really love the Patriot. You must have killed like thirty people in that movie." <laughs> that was like, it was it was totally only four, but yeah, no, I did yeah, all three of them. Um, and he was a big fan, and it just like is, I guess it was just I got really lucky. I think just a lot of different factors just all came together, and um, I ended up, you know, getting it. Uh, and for a while, I didn't even think I was going to be able to do it because I was on this one. I was on the glass house, and it just so happened that everything just worked out perfectly. So, um, yeah, I did the Patriot beforehand, um, and then I spent six months working on Jurassic Park three. The first two months were in Hawaii, which is really funny because I only worked like three or four days while I was in Hawaii, but I was there for the full two months. So it's literally like. Uh, it's it's sort of like in the weirdest way like this sounds like really trite but it's like dreams come true <laughs> right. because you know as a kid you couldn't be a part of something more cool than Jurassic Park at least in my mind yeah um, Dude, that's such a weird like just just trying just trying to like wrap my head around like what it would be like to be I don't know like 13 or 14 or whatever and for Steven Spielberg to just be like hey I like you you were cool in that thing. Like that just, that seems like, like a mind blowing experience to have. Yeah, it was, it was. I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, I wish he'd do that, you know, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Come on, come on, Steven. Hey, hey, uh, I can play. You know, you made that movie works. I can play horse. Yeah, yeah, I can play a horse. I mean, a horse. Be a great horse. Yeah, like that movie, The Post. There's like a hundred journalists. Like I can be a journalist. Come on, dude. Yeah, I can write. <laughs> what do you need me to do? You need me to like uh, go get on the typewriter? Yeah. I can do that. I can do that. I mean, look at me. Look at me writing this story. Hello. Um, hey, 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 I'm reporting. <laughs> <laughs> reporting. I'm reporting for duty. So, we're, that's, so that's what yeah. Uh, reporters do. They just constantly say, I'm reporting. I'm reporting. It's not only the fact that it's Steven yeah, Spielberg. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw Jurassic Park in the theaters with my father opening weekend. Right. Okay, yeah, so you're right there. You know, um, so, I mean, I, I'm not lying when I say, like, it literally could not have been a cooler thing for me to have been a part of. Right. You know? So how often, like, okay, so between The Patriot, Sixth Sense, and Jurassic Park 3, like, these are movies that, like they're on a lot. Like at any given time, these movies are on TV. Like are people like, but now you're kind of doing your own thing and you're like, we didn't really talk about it, but it sounds like you're writing and directing your own shorts now. Uh, yeah, I just, I just finished up this, this last one. Um, and we're, we're in post on it at the moment. Um, the first, I made one uh, that's still festing right now. Festing, it sounds like such a douche. No, uh, it's <laughs> going to right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I wrote this uh, feature that I want to make this year. Um, and uh, I'm also developing this, uh, this documentary that is on journalism, um, but not so much journalism, history of journalism, and, but also, like, you know, the laws in which we have the journalism that we have today. So, like, all, okay. of, all of the major events. But, but really, you know, that's, that's, that's sort of like the, the literal explanation. But philosophically, it's more so about how in which we communicate. I mean, our, our journalism has completely evolved to the point where now, um, you know, people are reporters on their Twitter account. And yeah. how in which we access what is truth um and what that means uh in terms of objectivity and perspective just even socially the social dynamics of the right. world that we live in today that's cool yeah so that's cool. Uh, i mean it's cool that you you have yeah. the opportunity to to do i mean these sound this sounds like something you're pretty passionate about so it's awesome that you're like i've got shit that i'm passionate about but i yeah. i gotta be up at seven and go work for the man tomorrow mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you you are doing something that you're passionate about. I mean, oh right. Hey. Hi. Yeah. By the way, yes, have you some podcasts. I mean, yes, have some podcasts. Um, do you? Um, so, but I guess the point I was trying to get to, like, does the does the experience of working on something like Jurassic Park, like, does it feel like a lifetime ago, or does it feel like? Can you access those memories and be like, put yourself right there uh, immediately, or does it just feel like a completely like Separate like a time. surreal experience that doesn't even feel real? Um, you know, I think, I think it's a, a complicated answer because on some level it's like it was 20 years ago. Right. Um, right. or getting close to, uh, and then on another level, it does sort of feel like, wow, what a cool, like think about how, how fantastic that is. I'm not trying to, you know, um, inflate myself here, but like that was no. a really no, we all cool agree. thing. Yeah. That I got. I, it sounds fantastic. When I go see Jurassic Park, I say the same yeah, thing. We're all still I'm like, jealous. that was 
think about how great that was for us yeah. that we got to see the movie. Like you were fucking in it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's it's like it's it it just seems so. I just feel really lucky and blessed that I got to have that um, experience. Uh, and also, just some of the stuff that I got to do was just really effing cool. Like I got to do a lot of stunts on it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, wire work. I mean. Once again, as like a thirteen-year-old kid, like, wait, I need to—I get to be up in the air in on mm-hmm. wires as this like animatronic dinosaur is holding onto my shoulders, and I gotta like that's <laughs> sure. You just described what Jake dreamed about last night. Yeah, he's still <laughs> exactly. That had to be like that had to be like when you watch when you go back and watch all the Jurassic Park movies, you see all the. You know, the first Jurassic Park was like one of the big things was was its use of animatronics and kind of how that was a bit of like a breakthrough. And something that I noticed when I watched the third is that I feel I don't know if this is true, but I feel like Jurassic Park three probably has more animatronic dinosaurs in it than like any of the others. Like, I mean, including Jurassic Park and definitely including you know, the, the newer, the Jurassic world films, but like that alone had to be like working. Like, did you get to like, like have one-on-one stuff with like Stan Winston? Was he there like on set working with him? Uh, yes, 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 I did. Um, Stan Winston was, you know, a genius. (laughs) Yeah. And he has been a part of making some of the coolest creatures ever. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. They, you know, I got to work with a lot of his um, people who were his trusted, you know, individuals just under right. him a lot because those are the people who are in charge of like making certain things work and operate properly. Um, it was it was really cool. They, you know, quite often it was not a rare thing to have someone come up to a dinosaur with a thing of KY. And okay. just put KY all over the dinosaur. Um, and it's not abnormal yeah. for Jake to do the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, different motivations. <laughs> uh, we all tried it. They would, they would put KY on the dinosaurs uh, in order to, because I guess the way in which KY reacted with the uh, the material that they made, like the dinosaur skin, is the similar to like when they put glycerin on actors to make it look like they're consistently perspiring. Right. right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, it was also, you know, it was rumored for a really long time that he was going to direct the fourth one, Stan Winston. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, we just did a, um, we did an episode a couple weeks ago where there's like a script for a fourth Jurassic Park movie floating around that leaked, you know, years ago. Uh, and we cut, we did a review of it. Um, it's pretty batshit crazy. Like just some, but I, like any ideas for these movies, like I'm sure they throw a lot against the wall and like, it all sounds crazy because it's dinosaurs. I mean, it's about dinosaurs living today with people. I mean, right, know, right. big imaginative idea. Yeah. yeah. Were you, um, there's, there's like kind of long been talk that the production was kind of troubled going into Jurassic Park three. And they were kind of like writing the script, uh, as as they went, or at least making major changes. Um, a, is that true? And B, if it is like, 
is that stressful as an actor or are you just kind of like just going with it? I, I was living the dream. There was nothing stressful for me on that, that job. Um, the, were, were they writing the script and were they constantly doing rewrites and changes? Yes. But I'm not so positive that, that, that it was any different than other productions right. uh, of that magnitude. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to really tell, but I, I, I don't know how not normal it was. Right. Um, you well, know, so I mean, much, I mean, to me, it was, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a I major. Gotta, gotta show up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you're like 14. You're like, um, I don't know if you saw me on ER, but. Uh, what, what's my motivation? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it's it. Like, it. Don't get eaten. It's don't get t- eaten and uh, right. hit your mark. Right. And it's funny, like, we reach, like, we we uh we we love our listeners and we reached out and said listen we're gonna have you on the podcast, you know any questions you have about Jurassic Park three that you've always wanted to know and like eight people in a row are just talking about T Rex piss and we're like come on guys, <laughs> yeah. there's got to be more. That's that's the question they want to. Yeah, know. That's the one. You don't want to know. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. So, having said so, that, like, how'd you get it, or whatever? <laughs> was the KY involved? Um, so, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, I'm sorry. We've crossed so many lines already. Um, so, like, I guess the point I was trying to get to earlier was like, as you kind of as that becomes like further away, like in your career, are you like how often are people like hitting you up to talk about? those specific movies from, from that time in your career? Um, um, I mean, there's you three who want to talk to me about JP three. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I mean, I've, I have gotten a few requests for, uh, Jurassic park podcasts. Um, and especially recently, just because the new movie is coming out oh, yeah. um, or came out. But I, you know, uh, you know, no one more than me. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, no. I mean, every once in a while, what will happen is is uh, someone will tell me some sort of anecdote or, or, or story about how you know one of the movies I was in uh, they remember seeing. Um, when it came out, like, for instance, I, I've gotten a lot of, like, The Patriot was the first VHS movie I ever bought, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love, it's like, what are you supposed to do with that information? Yeah, like, give him a hug. Cool. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, cool. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's like, it, it's, 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 endearing i guess yeah. i mean i don't i don't get offended offended or anything no right. i mean that's good but like weren't you like just looking back at some of like the old video clips like and i'm just putting it out there you were like uh heartthrob status weren't you yeah like oh, we had a friend reach out to us today it was like on our facebook group saying that she yeah. was like oh my god that's like my he's my dream always yeah. was yeah. Uh, hook it up I think the quote was so fun. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I ever was. I mean, I was never, uh, yeah, I never was a part of like the Tiger Beat stuff. Okay, that really got people, a lot of the, the girls. Um, yeah, I had a couple. Of you know, I never really I had that type people. of heartthrob type of thing. But to be honest, I never really became that famous. Like, you know, when you look at like 
I mean, not that I'm comparing myself to Bieber, because we're obviously two different, but, I mean, like, when you, that, to me, is, like, insane type of celebrity, yeah. you know? I kind of flew under the radar, um, which I'm not, not uh, sad about, you know? Yeah. You landed in a few hearts, cool. though, so I can tell you Well, that. I think also, like, you did, it's not like you were just on some sitcom, like, yeah. you were doing legit, like, these are movies that are really important to people that, like, like people have a lot of reverence for. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta be honest, it's, it, it, like, really kind of because I never got, um, like, insanely famous, uh, it's, it's allowed me to play roles that I don't think I necessarily would have gotten. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because there was no, there was no way of, uh, framing me with a certain thing. Like, there, it's not like I became so famous for this. You know, I like, I obviously, uh, I mean, I can't speak for, for uh, you know, like Miley Cyrus, but I imagine that, like, when she was doing her show and she was trying to make the jump, I bet that was probably slightly difficult. And now she can do anything she wants. She's obviously gotten through it. Right. Um, I've never had any of that struggle i guess and it, it, i can't tell if i'm being clear right now there's no kind of like um, typecasting is that what you're saying yeah like i never had to like overcome like you yeah. know, any type of like child stars like because right. i was never a star so it's it, not like kind of, that worked you're out incredibly balanced and grounded though maybe as a result in some yeah ways. i mean like, it's not like a very normal human maybe like if after jurassic park 3 you did like a whole run of like straight to dvd dinosaur movies and you just became like dinosaur kid <laughs> I kind yeah I kind of wish that would have actually happened. Amazing. Well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is, you did like. I wish you would have become like Dino Kid. Like you were Dino Kid. Listen, here's the thing. No, I mean I I think it's cool because like I don't know. It's not something I can relate to. Like these are like I said, these are movies that people hold very close to their heart. Like you know, even though like like if you're a fan of Jurassic Park, like. You love Jurassic Park. Like, we had this whole conversation the other day. Like, Abby. Dude, I think I ranked Jurassic Park 3 above um, uh, Lost. Well, above, above Lost World and probably also Jurassic World for, like, enjoyment level. Because, like, we were talking earlier. It's one of those movies that I know it's not perfect, but I, I, I love watching it. And it makes me happy. Yeah. But I'm not lying. Yeah, you know, in a week. weird way, I think um, there was a. There was a um, collective. What is the what's the word I'm looking for? There was a collective understanding and motivation of wanting it to be better than the second film, mm-hmm. um, because I believe, if I remember correctly, the second film wasn't too well received. Um, yeah, like it still made a lot of money. It's still very enjoyable. People, like I'm not, I'm not saying anything about it. Um, negative. Uh, but they wanted it to save the series in some way. And at the time, I, I seem to remember people really, really enjoying it. Um, and then I, I don't know if that's changed or not. I don't really know. I don't regularly go on blogs and see what people are thinking about the film I did when I was 13. Yeah. Um, because... I- that just paints a very sad picture about what that's <laughs> doing. Yeah. No, I mean, I think uh, I think a lot of times with a movie like that, when, when it's part of a franchise, it's like 
how it's received in the moment is so much different than how it's looked upon like much later. And, um, and you see a lot. Yeah, of- I, I think I seem to have heard like some people, um, someone was telling me that there was a, uh, a trailer or something like that that was released that was like kind of hating on it. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean they. But I mean, it is what it is. They do that with like every movie has that. Everything like, gets that. Though, everything yeah. gets that treatment. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, exactly. I don't. I think I think Jurassic Park three has a few of the like, n- n- like I mean, just like the birdcage scene alone, like that whole that scene is fun. Like that is such a good the entire thing. Like it's terrifying. The the animatronics for the 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 pterodons are are absolutely like amazing in that scene and like the little babies and everything like there there are a few set pieces in scenes in that movie that i think are are you know at place with the t-rex breakout you know in the first film it's just as good it's got great action yeah the spinosaurus i remember hearing joe johnson talk about um that whole scene when we're on the boat and then we get in the cage and we're underwater and it's the Spinosaurus and it's raining, which, by the way, that was fucking super fun to film. Dude, um, I bet. That sounds yeah. amazing. Oh, my God. It was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and w- I remember him talking about, like, with the fin. Remember that shot of, like, over the water yeah. and you see, like, mm-hmm. the fin going towards the boat about how, like, his it was kind of his ode to Jaws. Yeah, for sure. And I was just, like, thinking to myself, like, as an adult now, I'm like that must have been really cool for him to just make that scene. Yeah. That. To just be like, oh, what's my favorite? Like, what's one of my favorite movies? I'm going to put that in this movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would do. You know, cool yeah. you know, you think you talk about, uh, you guys are, are big Star Wars fans. He invented the Ewok. Oh. oh. Okay. That's interesting. interesting. That is very cool. I feel like yeah. I've heard something about this. Yeah. Wow, he was, uh, moment. he was the person to come up with that. God, we'll get him next week. Yeah. Um, well, it's also yeah, interesting. What are you talking about me? Just talk to that guy. Yeah. Talk to <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And our last question Can do you have um, William H. Macy's phone number? That's just, it's all a, it's all a ruse. Uh, we're actually a Boogie Nights podcast. We've never even seen Jurassic Park. Um, you know, there's, there's something that I, that I feel like, so. Being being like, however, you know, a kid when you're when you're in Jurassic Park, like me and Craig and Abby, like we're all collectors. Like we buy and collect toys like crazy. And Jurassic Park has like one of the best merchandise lines just like ever. There's so much stuff. And like I'm I'm sitting in my room here literally across from me on the shelf is a is a figure of you like what? How how weird is that? Yeah, in your little shorts, holding the, like, what is that like being, you know, a kid and not only being in Jurassic Park, but like, oh, hey, there's a figure of me. And it also that figure, I don't know, if Jake, Jake, if you have it, but that figure originally came with the uh, the Alpha Pterodon. Yeah. Which is fucking I, well, of awesome. Course I have, yeah. <laughs> Jake, yeah. of course, Craig. <laughs> I know, my mom still has one in her, uh, in her closet. That's amazing. Uh, like that's got to be amazing. It, it was like I don't know. Like once again, it was the coolest thing ever. It's like there, I had, I could play with myself in a very <laughs> different way. Yeah. 
You know, like literally. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, no joke. It's worth like sixty bucks. So if you, yeah, it, it's a good, it's a good figure. It, yeah. It's kind of rare now, so maybe if you can. So like, now, now's the time to dump all of the ones that I saved. <laughs> yeah, now, now you could finance your next film selling your own action figure. That, that's a documentary that's I'm going to make. Good idea. I'm going to buy the action. Do you sign those? I'll buy one. <laughs> Yeah, how many orders am I getting right now? Yeah, can you open this up? Can you open this up to your podcast listeners and see how many? Yes, here we go, guys. It's a can't. You imagine? It's a can't miss deal. The Trevor Morgan signed Jurassic Park three action figure only available on Yes Have Some podcast for the low price of three payments of ninety nine ninety nine. It's going to a good cost. Yes. Yeah. Um, we have we have beautiful financing options for you. Yes, yeah. yes. We know all. And we'll just play the clips. Depending on credit availability. Yeah, right. Like who <laughs> who remembers this scene? Is just T. Leone screaming Eric at the top of the lungs. Um, you come from a long line of divorced children in the Jurassic Park series. Like that's kind of a, a running theme. Like to enjoy the the dinosaurs, you, it's almost like a like a make a wish. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like that. It's kind of funny, right? Because it's like you know, in this in in this world, uh, I guess the best thing that you can do is if you're not going to stay with the mother or father, is to put them in most certain danger yeah, <laughs> yeah. feed him just hey what do we hey we're getting a divorce what do we do with the kid we'll, we'll just feed him to a dinosaur yeah feed him to a dinosaur yeah let's take him to that dinosaur place they yeah love it's like it. yeah maybe I heard, hey I heard we'll take him there like, <laughs> yeah may, may, maybe something will happen yeah <laughs> There's a small this. island off the, the coast of Costa Rica. I think it would be a great place for him to be. Um, before we before we wrap up, um, and Trevor, we really appreciate you spending time because we're we're almost at an hour and a half, and like it's awesome that you're taking time to to chat with us about this stuff. Because uh, to, not to get sappy, but this is the reason why we do this is to connect with people in sure. like in movies that we we love and like we still love to talk about yeah. after all this time so we really do appreciate it one of the first times yeah. that the oh, three of us ahead. ever hung out was to see jurassic world so this, yeah this is this is this has been fun i would do this even if this wasn't going to be a part of uh some sort of podcast just because uh i genuinely love talking about movies yeah um yeah. and i also love talking about you know, I mean, I guess it's sort of similar to people who, who want to have conversations about whether LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. Right. It's yeah. similar to that of like when we start talking about like who would be a really great Wolverine in 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. It's fun to speculate. Like speculation. It's just like which top, top five movies that are – what did I do recently? We did, I, was, I was at a bar because um, I enjoy drinking. And I got, a, I got, a, uh, got into a conversation with someone. Uh, it was, I think it was a friend's birthday and, and, and I was in Los Angeles and I met someone and we started talking about like top five favorite documentaries of all time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I just enjoy talking about movies and stuff. So this has been fun. Dude, okay. we do too. If you ever want to come back on and we'll talk about whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. If you're ever like, you got a topic or something that yeah. you think would be fun, you let us know and we'll do it. Yeah, because we were already going to do uh, yeah. our... Yeah, you know what? I, if, you're, if you're serious, I'll pick you up on that. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Because next week we're doing our top five favorite Revolutionary War movies. Yeah. And yeah. I, oh, cool. <laughs> yes. I, I, know, I know one. <laughs> um, no, but for real, we, we, we would absolutely love to have you on because like what we... we it, 
We just love talking about movies. Like we, yeah. this, what you were talking about, like the speculation of like whether it's stuff in the past. Like we we've been contemplating doing an episode called Rebooting Jaws. We all know it's the worst idea of all time. Mm. Having said that, we want to have a two-hour discussion about how it should be done. Because yeah. Sam Neill could be Quint, <laughs> and that's our, that's our thought process. Oh, yeah, that's a Jake's yeah. idea. That's one I think you just don't remake. I okay. don't think you remake that one. Oh, we, you definitely yeah. don't. Oh, like, you, you, don't. Even... you don't, but we're going to talk but about it. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless, unless you want to cross-pollinate it with a, a reboot of Point Break. Oh my oh, god. Wait. The outlaws are sharks. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that would be amazing. Before we wrap up, I gotta yeah. ask. The opening scene of Jurassic Park 3 is epic. It's hang gliding. I'm assuming that was done in front of a green screen. Uh well, I mean, yeah. The funniest thing about that whole uh sequence is that it was shot and like four different places oh really? oh boy um, yeah it was um so it, god if memory serves me correctly a lot of it started in hawaii obviously and a lot of the paragliding stuff was in hawaii and then we did some green screen of our coverage but we also had to there was some sort of thing that we had to reshoot I forget why, in Marina del Rey, like, months and months later. Um, and we shot it, because in Hawaii, we shot two, two different islands. So I want to say that some of it was on one island, some of it was on another island, and then we had the green screen, which was on a, st- a stage in um, Los Angeles, and then uh, a couple pickup shot stuff for, um, for uh, I guess, something that they need or didn't work. I can't remember why, but we had to do a pickup day in Marie Del Rey. So four separate locations wow. for that. Well, it's a good scene. Yeah. Last week, because have you, just by chance, have you seen the new one, the new Jurassic World that just came uh, out? No, I have not. Okay. Is well, it awesome? Will, it is awesome. We all loved it. Yeah. Um, but we, we had a long discussion about breaking down the opening scenes of all the movies and uh, – they're all kind of special, like in their own ways. Um, so uh, the the para- I know I said hang gliding earlier, uh, which is different than paragliding uh, or parasailing. Um, that's a that's parasailing, pre- yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty memorable. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, really, the whole movie doesn't happen if those guys were just better boat drivers, <laughs> just not driving. <laughs> They got too close to the yeah, island. I love, I love that you call it a boat driver. Yeah, he's a boat driver. <laughs> that's what they're called, right? Yeah, that's okay. definitely what they're because called. Because I, I actually made a joke like years ago to a friend of mine that that's what you call the is a boat driver. Yeah, boat driver. Um, sort of like you know when you're on a train, the guy who's driving is the train driver. Yeah, train yeah. driver. Or yeah. when you're on a pl- hey, yeah. we could keep going. There's all sorts of different vehicles plane out there. Driver. Plane driver. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're, yeah, plane oh. driver. Those guys. Wow. Oh, or um, if you're if you're uh, conducting an infant, you're a baby driver. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I just crossed the line, didn't I? Don't um, so. Well, listen, conducting a baby. 
Conducting. Yeah, when you're conducting, conducting a baby. Conducting is the only thing that actually makes it amazing. Well, okay. here's the thing. Conducting in, in, a baby. In the philosophy. Your mind can go so many different ways. There's electricity that you think of. You'll right. think of that guy in front of the orchestra with a big... Yeah. <laughs> in the philosophy of breaking down what makes a joke funny... If I would have said driving a baby, I would have given what away. I would have given it, it away. Yeah. 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 I just imagine that, like, I just imagine the person who's conducting the baby has some sort of weird, like, marionette strings on the baby. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's like the sync video. To do what you need yeah. to. Um, well, listen, Trevor, man, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. We'll have you back on, and, and uh, we'll, we'll keep going because this was a lot of fun, man. We yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, dude.